in Fortnite, there's an animation that you can like buy that, and I guess you can't. I don't think you can buy it right now, but you, you used to be able to do it. Where it's you know the dog with the, the cup of coffee and the fire yeah. and the smoke. That that animation. So you can do as an emote. You can like have your character just sit down, sipping a cup of coffee while there's like smoke around them and fire and like sounds of like fire alarms going off in the background. So, uh, good job, Epic. Well I mean, done. I hope you win your lawsuits. Uh, I guess. I mean, everything they have in there is copied from somebody. So, <laughs> but they paid for it. Okay. Yeah, they license all that shit. So, uh, you know. So you can play as Peter Griffin. You can play Peter as Peter Griffin. Griffin. Or, I saw uh, that. I saw that. Or Bender. I wouldn't know about playing as Bender, but I might uh. be playing as Bender. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran into Fry, and then I murdered him. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we don't take Discover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luke was talking about playing as Peter Griffin. He's like, it's super weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the best. Okay. No, the best part. The best part of the Peter Griffin thing. Welcome to our Fortnite podcast. <laughs> best part of playing or is that there is Peter Griffin is in the map right now so you like go to this place and you can fight Peter Griffin and he's like got a shotgun and is got whatever you're not just the but chicken once you defeat him he sits there and he's grabbing his knee and he's going ah and he keeps doing that it's it's genius genius work uh anyhow Welcome, everybody. It's 2024, and Draft Politics is still on the whatever this is called airwaves. And I'm EJ, and with me, as it's, always, it's Steve. Yes, uh, I guess the airwaves would be the Wi-Fi. I guess uh, so. for our purposes, yeah. possibly 5G, or maybe 3G if you're in a more rural area where they have not upgraded yet. No, no, but I broadcast this on my pri- pirate radio station, just like pump up the volume. Still living my best Christian Slater If that Christian was actually life. true, I would have so much respect for you right now. I have a lot of respect for you already, but like it would be... 88.2. Movie, it's a clean little band. Clean little movie. band. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you'd think it would have been a slow news week um, because of uh, the Christmas holiday and uh, the new year, but no. No, we found, still we found shit to talk about, everybody. Still, so welcome. Still good stuff to talk about. First of all... Steamboat Willie's in the public domain, ladies wait, and gentlemen. Wait, where, where are we at? Where are we at? We've got to talk about where we're at first. Oh, yeah, we should. We should. An order, See, order I'm already out of practice. Man. It's a whole other year. <laughs> this year's different. It's all different. No, it's all, it's different. all the same. No, it's all the same. Just two white guys drinking beer. Uh, here we are in Revolution Brewery on Kedzie. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we haven't been here in a while. We tried to come here two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. It didn't go well because they were not open that day. Yeah. We should have checked. But they are open today, in fact. And so we're here enjoying their beers. We'll talk more about that later. But I, now... I do have to say I love yes. this. I just love this location. Oh, yeah. Um, it's huge. You could have big parties here. They've got a shuffleboard table. Um, and any of these kind of tap rooms that are just open to the facilities... I really dig. Yeah. Some some blinking lights, large, uh, you know, stainless steel, steel things. cylinders. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Beers sure. being made here. This is where the magic happens. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So tell me about Steamboat Willie. Oh, yeah. No, Steamboat Willie. It's in the public. This is not a, like, euphemism for some political person, right? This uh, is n- no. No, no. No, no, no. Th- we'll talk about the Epstein tapes li- or lists later, but, <laughs> but Steamboat Willie, now the first ever sighting of uh, Michael Mouse. 
we're not friends, so I don't use the, the sort of nicknames for yes, him. Yes, right. Um, is now in the public domain, which means all I've seen on the artist formerly known as, twi- as Twitter has been people turning that into porn for the last three Fantastic. days. Fantastic. <laughs> you know what? I think as like a sort of response to the way that uh, copyright law has been mangled, hey, yeah. whatever, you know, do that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it really is. It really is silly. I'm waiting and for the, the like the Steamboat Willie ChatGPT plugin to come along where you can just describe what Steamboat Willie is going to do. And oh, my God. Yeah. That's got to be a thing now. That's got to be a thing. If it isn't, work on it. But it's also why we've learned this week that Twitter is estimated to, lo- to have lost 75% of its value since the world's second most stable genius took it over last year. Yes. Yes. Uh, at least that much value to me, probably more. Uh, I don't really do the X. It's called X. I know. I, I guess know. X makes you think XCOM, which makes you think I'm fighting space aliens, and it's just a great game. It never made sense to me. Great so, game. Almost yeah. as good as Fortnite. Yeah, that's right. But with the new year, we've got lots of other things going on. Um, Ohio, I, and, and Ohio is this really interesting state, right? So you've got a world where... You have a longtime Democratic senator in Sherrod Brown. Let's let's hope he uh, gets reelected this cycle. You've got a Republican senator now in J.D. Vance, who is kind of fitting that mold as somebody who people know but doesn't know anything about anything, really. Just yes. wrote a book and is now a senator. We've got a Republican governor in Mike DeWine who... You know, during the all of the the denialism about the election, you know, he was one of the first people that came out and said, like, no, it was good. Uh, the election was fair. Everything he said w- he saw was was on the up and up. Um, he recently vetoed a, a very restrictive bill that would have stopped all transgender kids from playing sports. It would have stopped all gender affirming care, um, essentially saying, look, you know, this is a decision that should be left uh, left up to people who care the most about these kids, not the government. One of the few seemingly reasonable Republicans left out there. There you go. They also went for Trump by 20-some-odd points. And now, you know, and and in the the last few months, the electorate there reaffirmed the right to abortion through a constitutional amendment, and now proponents of voting rights are doing the same thing. So what what are they doing, Steve? Yeah, so they're trying to get this amendment they call the Secure and Fair Elections Act, and uh, four kind of main points of it. Uh, Automatically registering all eligible Ohioans to vote, uh, doing same-day voter registration, uh, expansion of polling hours and ballot drop boxes, and then removing voter ID requirements. Um, All of it is very good. One of the things I'm thinking about as I read through that is I feel like if you're trying to get some Republican crossover for this, they may be more on board with this up until you get to the voter ID thing because that's been so demonized in their minds. Mm-hmm. But overall, though, I think it's like this seems like a really good thing. And if, you know, it, it feels like the way that you can make progress in some of these more Republican states right now is this kind of move. We've seen similar in Michigan where. You know, if it had just been the GOP controlling things without the ability of, yeah. you know, individual voters to put forth ballot measures, it would be harder to sort of undo what was being done. Yeah. And the, the counter to this, as we've seen in other states, is the Republican controlled legislatures have been 
know, trying to pass laws that es- essentially make it harder to put these measures on the ballot. Yep. So we'll we'll keep seeing how that works. But I love this this sort of more direct democracy, and what that could mean for a moderating effect. Yeah. Um, now, does that mean I think that Joe Biden's going to win Ohio this year? No. No. You can say you heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. Joe Biden ain't winning Ohio. But I think these are the kinds of things that we should all be looking at and, and, and encouraging and helping helping if we can. Um, and, you know, we're probably in the next couple of weeks going to talk about a whole slew of, uh, you know, voting map and uh, voting restriction in law related topics that are sort of bubbling up right now that, that aren't quite finished. So, you know, sort of maps in uh, uh, maps in Wisconsin, for instance, and maps in Georgia and uh, Louisiana, all these things that need to be kind of worked out. Um, and hopefully we're going to get some more information on those. But this is all, all of these things are going to have a huge impact on uh, the way that the elections play out this year. Because we're into blood sport 2024. You know, it's interesting to me that like we are this far into our podcast and we haven't talked about the legal troubles of Trump yet or any Republican for that matter. I feel like it's a new record for us in a recent podcast. And I and want to I want to note that now, granted, the courts will catch up here shortly. But, you know, oh, I know, I know. And I kind of intentionally left a lot of those things off of the outline for this week because it was a lot of boring motion practice right. that we can't really feel qualified yeah. to talk about. Yeah, that's our, that's our legal podcast. Tune in for that. Well, except we'll talk about some of the stuff around the 14th Amendment. So That's all on EJ's pirate radio station. He runs out of his uh, garage. Greetings and salutations. Anyway, so <laughs> Bloodsport 2024. Talk hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, God, I love that movie. Anyhow, go on. <laughs> everybody kind of centering on Iowa right now where... Uh, you know, I, I think, again, I said it in the last podcast, I think Nikki Haley has some kind of chance here, right? Nikki Haley is is moving up in what polls exist. Um, Trump is attacking her directly now, and she's been able to kind of fight back, and she's got some really good ads. She's still crazy. Well, no. <laughs> She doesn't have a chance. Uh, I like I like the theory. I, li- I mean, she would be. I would appreciate if it was a Biden Haley matchup, in that it wouldn't feel like the apocalypse was our choice. Like, yeah. okay, it's either either we don't go down the path to hell, or we, you know, uh, or we do. But um, but Iowa doesn't determine. She can't the answer winner. a straight question on the Civil War. <laughs> Okay, so let's go into that. A let's go bit. into that. So, so at a campaign event, somebody asked her, "What was the primary cause of the Civil War?" And she, of course, responded, "It was all about slavery." Right? No, she said, "States' rights." Yes, so the role of government. The role of government. Um, and of course, everybody's like, "What the are you talking about?" Um, and then of the the walk back was not well. Of course, it was about slavery. well. Everybody knows it was about slavery. It was. There was some Democrat that was planted in the audience to ask a hard question. <laughs> that, that's a very, not really very a hard challenging question. question that is in like, like basic grade school history it, class. There are know. hard questions. That, that is not one. Uh, not one of them. <laughs> if yeah. you're running for the for the uh, nomination of the Republican Party, 
might be slightly more challenging. Yeah, but. exactly. And it's like somebody could have asked her, what do you think we should do about the restricting of certain kinds of weapons being used in Gaza that we send to Israel? That's right. a hard question. That requires nuance, and that's something that Nikki Haley could probably answer because that's really her area of expertise. And she could have given a nuanced answer, and people wouldn't have said anything about it. But she's given a simple question that is a test of her fawning to I mean, honestly, base. Yeah, it's honestly just basically saying, are you going to say slavery or not? And she did not. And here's why, I, and that in itself is not why I think she's screwed in terms of getting the Republican nomination. It's that she tried to walk it back. If she had just, like, pretended she did nothing wrong right. and stomped forward and, you know, do just, like, the I am strong, everything I say true, you know, me smash, she'd be fine. But uh. she tried to do some nuance. That's never going to work for her. Well, and I think the interesting thing here is that, to me, winning for her is being second place. And having a good enough showing that it builds some momentum. So winning is losing. <laughs> Do you remember when Joe Biden won Iowa? Well, uh, yeah. Yes. Who, what's her South Carolina? And it isn't <laughs> South Carolina. What's I'll her tell you South that. Carolina? <laughs> well, presumably she would do well in the Carolinas as the former governor. And yet. And yet. We'll see. We, we will see. Um, and also, let's check in on our favorite crazy guy in that. I, I mean, it's really, really astounding that you can have one crazy competitor that stands out as much as Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. We're talking about the Republican presidential yeah. candidate field. And you're still like, no, this guy's really nuts. Yeah, he's insane. Okay. He's insane. Uh, Almost yes. flat earther. Yes. Insane. So, like, uh. We're talking about Vivek, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Uh, yeah. No, Vivek. Uh, he's not going to be in the debate. Uh, there's a debate coming up this week. Yeah, on CNN. Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh. Yeah. He's not going to be on it. And what was the reason he gave? As I understand it, it was because he hasn't gotten the polling numbers, so he's not actually qualified. No, he for said it, he was. He said he. Maybe it was. A, it's not you. It's me. Or it's not me. It's you. He's like, I'm not. I'm not going to participate because CNN was mean to me. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's headline from Fox News, and you know it's a trusted uh, news source for this operation. Vivek Ramaswamy blasts CNN debate over exclusion, says only establishment insiders will be on stage. So he's doing a town hall event instead to be more Trump-like. Well, and uh, Trump's also doing a town hall, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so basically the qualifications for this were that candidates had to receive at least 10% in three separate national or Iowa polls. So the reason he's being excluded is because nobody wants to vote for him, which <laughs> is a pretty good reason to take him out of the debate. That's a pretty good reason. And if I was taken out of the debate because I wasn't getting uh, the polling results, I would blame the CNN people because... You don't want to blame the people who aren't voting for you because yeah, you might want true. them to vote for you at some point. But they're never going to vote for him. They're never going to vote for him. They are never going to vote for him. And I've got to tell you, this is kind of in real time here. The Epstein list is coming out right now. Has just oh, been released. Shit. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
We'll see when we get our we're next gonna, beer. Gonna, we'll yeah. pause. When we do our beer break. So here's what here's how it's going to play out. We're going to do our <laughs> beer break. When we come back from the beer break, we're going to look at that list, and either we're just going to spend the rest of the time on that list, or we're going to do the rest of the podcast. Right. So we'll see, see how many happens. times Clinton is on there. The other really interesting <laughs> thing about about Bloodsport 2024 is in Michigan, right? Yeah. And and we are going to talk about Michigan a little bit more when we talk about the 14th Amendment, but. Michigan's GOP, and I mentioned this before, is in a word, ducked. Yes. No, you don't have to. So they elected a new chair in the last couple of years, Christina Caramo, who had never done anything political, never really run anything, had no qualifications. But she really. <laughs> the Republicans did that? Uh, no. <laughs> the Republican Party in a state that had their Bikers for Trump ad. And I've got to tell you, if you haven't seen that ad, go find that ad because it is beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful. Um, (laughs) So they elect her to this position, and she's like, I know how we're going to make all this money, guys. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get every small business owner in Michigan, and they're all right-leaning, trust me, to give us... $30 $30 a month, and that's going to solve all of our fundraising problems. Sure, I've never done fundraising before, but this is going to work. Did not work. <laughs> last year, I'm the shocked. last time we checked in on them, they had $150,000 in cash in their bank account, which is not much for a... a I mean, like, it's not bad. It's all right. But if you're know, an individual, yeah, you know, man, trying to build up a little rainy day fund... Uh, party that's not yeah. that's that's really no, really not good and probably that, not good and we checked in on them because there had just been a fight at a gop party meeting where one guy got kicked in the nuts <laughs> so now we're checking in again <laughs> to see how they've righted the ship and they've righted it in the correct way which is hull up <laughs> they're now six hundred thousand dollars in debt she tried to sell their headquarters building that the party doesn't actually own. It's held in trust by other people. So she tried to sell it out from under other people. That, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, to be fair, though, there's, you know, the, the Democratic Party in, I forget what state, but there was a guy kicked in the balls and they tried to sell the property and they had no money in the... Oh, that's right. That didn't happen. No, that's right. No, that didn't okay, happen. right. Because both sides are the yeah. same. I'm told. Yeah, not not that the, uh, the Democratic state parties are great everywhere, but this is just it. Just keeps getting <laughs> but, funnier. Oh and they're trying to get rid of her, and she's like, "You can't have a vote to get rid of me. That's not how voting works." She also doesn't know the rules of their own party, so this can only go well. well. That fits. <laughs> this can only go well for the Republicans in this cycle in Michigan. So keep it up. Keep it up, Michigan Now we just GOP. need the uh, Republican Party in Texas to be similarly in disarray, and then all our problems are solved. <laughs> we could use a little of that. Yeah. Um, let's, let's jump to a couple, uh, and we, we didn't really have the outline organized well, and I blame There's There's some Chat reasons GPT. for this. Yes, yeah. So real, real quick behind-the-curtains moment. This this week in behind the curtain of draft politics, um, I'm trying to get a bot to help us do our outlines because doing outlines is tedious. I know, I know. This is probably a bad idea, and, and, and it, it did okay this week. It did not do great. We had to do a lot of massaging. I've got ideas. I'm going to work on it. 
but anyhow, I, I for one, welcome our AI overlords. <laughs> I know. If I, I can only get them to get my outline correct. So they're a little <laughs> overlordy still. That's right. Uh, so uh, the other two kind of big things there, outside of the 14th Amendment, and again, we are the legal part of our podcast. We'll talk about that. Um, Lauren Bobert from your home state of Colorado yes. is like, bitches, I'm out. She's left the third district, and now she's going to run in the fourth district because it's a little because more it's Republican. One bigger, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was going to lose in the third district, so now she's running the fourth district, and uh, she does have a primary challenger in the fourth district. So it's not like it's an automatic for her, but uh, yeah. And the Republican Party is pissed. Right, because now they assume they're going to lose the third district, and they feel like they might lose the fourth district as well, because she's terrible. Yes, like, and even the Republican Party knows that she's terrible, uh, and I can only guess that George Santos is going to be <laughs> the nominee in the third district. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll get that one Illinois Nazi who won that one uh, primary race to go run there. Uh, and then Senator Bob Menendez. So we don't want everybody to think that we just bash on Republicans all day. Yeah. Because, I, look, as, I, as we've talked about in a certain alderman's hat, uh, there are corrupt Democrats, as it turns yeah. out. And, and, uh, and we're all for them being prosecuted. Yes. A hundred percent. Just like New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. If you recall, he was the one who had all those serial-numbered gold bars sitting around his house. Yes. Um, he's now, there's now been a superseding indictment about his involvement with the government of Qatar. Yes. So previously, we had uh, Egypt uh, as one of his uh, uh, countries that he liked doing business for. Qatar, Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. Um, they are uh, now added to that list. So... He's in a world of shit, is uh, what I'm saying. And, look, we're all hoping that he gets, he just resigns, like, or they yes. kick him out of the Senate. he's still like, a senator. Just, yeah. Just, just get, get out, get, 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 get. Um, what was really interesting, though, is the news was broken on MSNBC by his daughter, who was guest hosting <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Good thing this is done after Thanksgiving, because otherwise that'd be really f***ing awkward. That, that, that would be. More turkey? More turkey, Dad? <laughs> I don't know. Are there gold bars Boy, in it? This, turkey, the only way I take this, this turkey. turkey's nice and juicy. By the way, Dad. <laughs> about Jesus. the guitar thing. <laughs> Just about the guitar thing. I'm going to bring it up next week when I'm guest hosting Emma's NBC. Whew. Okay. Which direction do you want to go? Do you want to well, talk about crazy people? Yes, let's talk about some crazy people. Uh, Aaron we'll Rodgers. We'll be able to call back that. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is great. Uh, so you know Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, he likes to... Uh, he has this podcast or show or YouTube thing he calls into. Yeah, I forget the guy's name that he calls Pat into. It's Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. He's for like, a former punter. Right. But it's just like a NFL. friend of his where basically he can just call and just... Talk about whatever so, random. So shit he Pat wants. McAfee has a show. Yeah, think of it as yes. is uh, what's his name, the guy from Fear Factor, but on ESPN. Yes. So ESPN pays Matt Pat McAfee or has bought his show for like eighty five million dollars. 
and it's just a bunch of bros talking. And he then pays Aaron Rodgers to yes. come on a show yes. once a week. Yes. And, and be say crazy. whatever the hell he wants. Also, if you Google a picture of Pat McAfee, uh, this looks like a guy that Aaron Rodgers is he would call into and talk about shit. Like I don't know, like just something <laughs> about just like I'm looking. I'm like, yeah. That would be a guy. I, that I will Rogers say this about Pat McAfee. Have lots of thoughts. My, my favorite punter story of all time, though, was there was a clip of you know somebody returning a punt and they'd gotten by everybody but him and Pat McAfee lays him out. Yeah, just flying tackle crushes him, and the next day he got a random drug test <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he evidently passed it. But but so, and, and Q, so, Q Iran. Yes, Q Iran uh, suggests uh, that maybe Jimmy Kimmel is on the Epstein list as part of a joking banter kind of moment. But if you uh, watched it, it wasn't so joking. Yes. And it happened to be the week after Jimmy Kimmel did a sketch about Q Iran and his sort of anti-vaccine stance yes. on things. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers has gone on, the, on that show saying... I should. I want to debate. I want to debate people about vaccines. Maybe, uh, maybe get uh, Fauci on here, and we'll have a debate about vaccines. Yeah. And here's the thing: like the way all of the media works around these things, like or you know, it's much more social media, whatever. I guarantee you that there's going to be just endless shit floating around the internet about Jimmy Kimmel being associated with Epstein, even though there's absolutely no connection, never appeared on a list or anything, but there's going to be people circulating that shit simply because Aaron Rodgers did this. So uh, the second response to the BBC article about it was a gif from somebody saying, Jimmy Kimmel, before the judge gets to his name on Epstein's list, like tackling a judge. There's a gif, a, a yeah, very yeah. funny gif. Like yeah. you go like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. <sighs> this world it, is annoying sometimes. This world. Like, what, like, I know we're on the wrong timeline, and I really want uh, Guinan to come in and fix it for us, but. but <laughs> nice. But she ain't coming. She, uh, she ain't so. coming. Anyhow. Okay, so we've got a lot of Illinois stuff. I think we talk a little bit about the 14th Amendment. We get some beer, check in on the Epstein list, and then go to Illinois and or international. I think that sounds good. Or the or do you want to talk about the impeachment? Let's uh, talk about fourteen. An impeachment. We're having the impeachment. Oh yeah, there's there's an open impeachment investigation. Oh, that's interesting. We we don't know what it's about yet. They're going to tell us when they figure it out. Cool. I, right. We will. We will. Here's my commitment to you. When they come out with the specific facts and evidence that indicates that there is an impeachable offense by Biden, we will do a live stream at that moment in time. We will, like, drop everything in our lives, and yes. we will be on Twitch, on Facebook, on... Oh, yeah, definitely what's, Twitch. What's the Twitter streaming thing? I don't even know. I don't know. Twitter uh, Spaces? Spaces? Is that? I don't, I don't know. know. Periscope? That used to be the thing? That is used to be the thing? thing, but I think that failed. Okay. Just like Twitter will. Right. Okay, right. cool. All right. We're going to we'll do that be live because that's going to happen at some point. I no, no, but but they've got hard evidence that there might have been something that they might have things to know about, which is why they've requested <laughs> all the communications between the White House and Hunter Biden in case Joe encouraged Hi all Hunter the Biden to defy his congressional subpoena. And here's did you hug him? Yeah. We need we when when did you hug him? So it was a secret hug. It meant something. So this is the best thing about it, and the worst terrifying thing, but the most telegraphed thing. Yes. So 
Hunter Biden was subpoenaed by Congress. And he's like, yeah, I'll show up and testify in public. And they're like, no, it's got to be behind closed doors. Like, how about in public? And they're like, got to be behind closed doors. And he ended up testifying behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, but they're looking for they're looking for communications that they've openly admitted they don't know actually exist or if anything happened to show that Joe Biden might have discouraged his son from showing up to testify, even though he testified. So they're looking for, and they use this word, these words, obstructing an official proceeding because they're trying to create a false parallel with all the January 6th folks. <laughs> God, what a bunch of dumb mother... I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's the sad thing. They're a bunch of dumb mother... And yet... I feel like on some level this is going to work. It's, I, yeah, I, it's I, I don't know how that's possible, but it should. It should. It should. Okay, 14th uh, Amendment. Everybody 14th knows Amendment. 14th My favorite amendment, amendment lately. Yep. Uh, <laughs> always been a First Amendment fan. feel like the 14th has been catching up of late. Uh, <laughs> but yes. So Colorado, we've talked about. Uh, Trump's off the ballot in Colorado. I enjoyed that while well, he was in Colorado. He's off on. Um, he is also off the ballot in Maine, apparently. Are we? Is he off the ballot at this point? He's well. Like, where, we where should we talk at? about. I, I mean, in both of those, in both of those areas, um, in both of those states, there have been findings that he shouldn't be on the ballot. But those findings are stayed, waiting for other yes. courts to yes. respond. So, it's like uh, could be off the ballot, but not really off the ballot yet. Anyway. Um, Yes, so Maine and Colorado. And the thing about this is, and I think this is super important, this is super important to think about and to understand. Um, Every state has its own laws, and the way that this would be adjudicated or resolved happens differently in every state. So in Colorado, there was a full-on trial all the way to the Supreme Court of Colorado in in Maine, it was just the Secretary of State. And she wrote a 34-page report about why she felt she had to do this. Um, in Michigan, there was a movement to try to keep him off the Republican primary ballot. And the Secretary of State uh, in Michigan, whose name escapes me for just a moment, but it'll come to me, she's like, yeah, I, I don't have any purview here. Because the because the, it's a party, the party primary is a private they can thing. And he's not yeah. qualified. That's their call. Yeah, exactly. So come back to us later. Um, and of course, you know what happened was as soon as you know, there's again no nuance. As soon as those that news dropped, then Donald Trump went out on Truth on Truth Social, and death threats started flowing in to the justices and the secretary of state of Maine. Somebody broke into the Supreme court building in Colorado and started shooting it up over the weekend. You know, just normal stuff. Yeah. Normal stuff. Both sides, both sides. Um, and Trump has appealed both of those things to the Supreme court. And what's going to be really interesting is even going back to this idea of like, you know, where is this kind of overlapping, right? Like, because is this really the states get to determine how the how this part of the the Constitution is applied? Um, because the states, you know, Article Two says the states make the laws about how they are how they elect the president, so that that should be in their control. 
but this is a kind of a federal thing, right? Like the Constitution needs to be interpreted by by the Supreme Court, and there's going to be a lot of tension in there. And so you could imagine that the Supreme Court could go a number of different ways. Yes. Um, what yeah. do you think is going to happen? I, my inclination is the Supreme Court is going to make a very narrow ruling, which is essentially that each state's approach, as long as their like way of doing it is within the Constitution, that they're just going to allow it to be. And so Maine decides and Colorado decides and kind of like split the difference and figure out, well, okay, some states are going to kick them off the ballot and it won't matter. And, and a lot of states aren't going to kick them off the ballot. And, yeah. and that's just how it's going to play out. And, you know, fine. If, color, if Trump is on the ballot in Colorado, it doesn't affect the election. Now, right. if he wasn't on the ballot in Georgia, that would affect the outcome of things. But who knows? Yeah. Um, they could get very narrow and look at, like, the specifics of how the determination was made in a particular state. And, and really, I wish that there had been, you know, some legislation drafted after the Civil War to say, like, what the hell does this mean? And be very specific about it. But that's not uh, what's happened. No, it's not what's happened. Um, Although... And, and even if it had, the Supreme Court could just make shit up. I mean, the reality of it is, is the Supreme Court would do whatever it feels like is in its political best interest. Right. And we'll find out what that means uh, shortly, I suspect. I guess we will. And I, I, I have been going down a bit of a rabbit hole about, you know, what happened around there. So, like, people are like, oh, well, maybe it's only applicable for the Civil War. But I guess during the discussions about, you know, drafting it, they had the word Confederate in the statute, and they pulled it, and they pulled it out. Yeah. That would indicate uh, that would indicate that would indicate whatever you want to indicate if you're the Supreme Court and have the power to decide that is the problem. But you know, I mean, at the, it's interesting. Like, I think that's one of the things that's really changed in my mindset about a lot of this stuff. Is I sort of had a notion of like there are there are laws and the way they're written and there's an interpretation sort of built into that and and I've come to realize that ultimately it's all about power it is all about yep. how you choose to use your power and you can do it in a way that respects you know norms and traditions and how we've written these things or you can just make shit up and we get to find out soon uh, which way this scotus goes we'll historically see. the track record is not very good for them but i well it's 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 good in things against Trump. It's bad in things related to any Reconstruction amendments. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Reconstruction, not, not their jam, apparently, not, for not reasons jam. one could, sue, could uh, suspect, but who knows? Who knows? Okay, let's um, get some beer. Let's get some beer. And, and be like everybody else right now and hit F5 and <laughs> try to find... Yeah, so we're gonna list. yeah, so we're gonna get some beers. We're gonna spend a little time trying to Google and see if we can get you a list. And if we can get you a list, uh, you're gonna hear all about it. And if we can't get you a list, you're gonna hear about all about it anyway, just not from us. So uh, we'll That's be right true. back. Welcome back, everybody, to Draft Politics. The podcast you're already listening to and therefore know the name of. I did not need to reintroduce you to it. And 
Are you ready for the Epstein list? Good, because we don't actually have it. No, uh, no, no, nobody's got we it. Have, I managed to get as far as getting an 800-some-odd-page PDF file that was the full release of information. Uh, I do not have time to read that. Uh, I do not have time to write a script to make an AI read that for me. So you're stuck with our boring podcast where we're going to talk about what's going on in Illinois, I guess. Uh, but I will but tell you this. It doesn't matter who's on the list. Um, I'm not going to vote for anybody who's on that list. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's fair. You know who's definitely not on the list? Joe Biden. Like, like, I just, just, does this just not Joe Biden's, like, that's not where he hangs out. No. Like, it, irrespective it, of Epstein shit, but, like, just, like. Like, if Jeffrey Epstein owned a private Amtrak from Delaware to D.C. First of all, he'd be way cooler. <laughs> Second of all, he'd still be a, well, a shitty guy. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about our beer, since we're let's here. talk about the beer. At a place that sells beer. Because these beers, I, you know. I really like how much this taproom changes the beers that they have on tap. Yes. Um, it's a very IPA-heavy list right now. It's not always that way. Um, but I had this Nelson Hero today. Um, they just tapped it. Really amazing. Uh, about a 7% hazy. I assume it is an anti-hero that goes, ha, ha. I, I can only assume. Right. Um. Super, super good. Recommended by the bartender, and he was right. Um, really, really nice. Uh, and they still have the Fistmas on tap, um, <laughs> which I, I can't say no to the Fistmas. So I had a couple of those. I had a Fistmas, and I had the, the Nelson Heroes. Yes. Really delicious stuff here from uh, uh, from Revolution. Um, and the cool thing is you can also buy some kind of rare different beers out of the cooler on your way out. Um, which I recommend people do, yeah. and I will probably do. And uh, I start off with the VSOR, which is a, a barrel-aged rye ale at a near 15-point-something percent alcohol. I had a very small glass, I promise you. Most of my inability to speak today is because I did not sleep well last night, but that probably didn't help. Um, and then I moved to the Baphomet, which is a box-style lager at 6.66%. You nice. see where the Baphomet comes in. Uh, and it is delicious. Um, you know, I came here thinking, well, I guess I'm going to have the Eugene Porter. It's that time of year. But the Baphomet is really hitting the spot of uh, my my wintry, you know, a little like brownish ale kind of thing. So it's been very good. Although, like I said, it's a lager, not a nail. Top fermented, bottom fermented, it's important. It is important. Uh, so anyhow, uh, <laughs> oh, and other things, uh, I was looking at the shirts over by there, and, yeah. and, and it was looking pretty good. But what was really cool, uh, they have a, uh, a a seltzer. They have a, like, non-alcoholic hop seltzer thing, like uh, what uh, Lagunitas sells. And mm -hmm. I'm going to probably check that out and see how that is. Because I actually like drinking that regularly because it's, you know, kind yeah, of Yeah, it's pretty good. Kind of a La Croix kind of vibe, but like hoppy. Yeah, no. It, geez, it's pretty good. God, I'm sorry. I just, I need to get back to my outline and get away from Twitter because it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying out there. Let's, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about. <laughs> Hint, Twitter's always terrifying. That's why I'm not there anymore. I, Go on. Let's uh, just jump right into Chicago and Illinois. 
because there's some good Sounds stuff good. here. Sounds good. So it's we, a new year, new laws. Yeah, new year, new laws. Uh, minimum wage increase. If you're in Chicago, Woo! you don't care because uh, that we already had a oh, yeah. minimum wage increase that took us above where it is. But in Illinois, it now goes to $14 an hour for non-tip workers, $8.48 an hour for tip workers, and $12 an hour for youths under 18 working less than 650 hours per calendar year. Cool. That feels, I like that. Yeah, that feels uh, good. Yeah, paid leave. Paid All Illinois leave, workers are now good. guaranteed up to 40 hours of paid leave. Genius. Uh, banning book bans. Book bans banned. I love like the, uh, how that feels like you shouldn't be able to ban a ban. But yet you can. can you, and then you could ban a ban on bans. Right. You can, you can ban, ban a ban, ban on bans. I'm going to stop now. But uh, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, we had, like, local areas that were looking to do book bans. And, you know, J.B. Pritzker brought his fist down. Uh, the, the uh, uh, what's, what's the, not the, the Hun? What was the thing with the, like, he's the, god damn it. <laughs> Are you talking the nomadic warriors the for Pritzker? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they brought the entire, entire horde yes. down. The nomadic warriors for Pritzker have brought uh, vengeance upon the book banners and have book banned the book Like Moms bands. for Liberty, and bands. we talked about Moms for Liberty in the last episode. Ironic name, if I've ever heard yes, one. Yes, exactly. Um, utility companies can't cut off people's services when the temperatures exceed 90 degrees. I'm extremely curious to see... What that like? How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Because if you're cut off, and then it's like hot that day, they somehow turn it back on. Like, and I don't know what. Like, I don't know I, how they I, flip the switches. Um, but that's good. Like, you don't want people who are dying from yeah. uh, heat stroke uh, because they couldn't afford to pay the air conditioning bill that day. It's especially important uh, given climate change and. If you've seen how much snow we had in December, you see that climate change is uh, starting to hit Chicago uh, fairly significantly. Uh, so I, I think actually the, you know, there's some some smaller ones here. Uh, vaping is now considered smoking. So any places where you can't smoke indoors, you can't vape either. Um, a very specific. I will miss that strawberry smell. Exactly, Chad and his cloud of lies. Um, <laughs> a very specific one, which hits right like. No more Zoom calling while driving. Like, evidently, they had to clarify laws about because the being laws were written too specifically around cell texting. Phones. Yeah, so like, and oh no, so they had to like. I was just it. on Which, a Zoom call. In the grand scheme of things, I feel like writing laws to be overly specific is probably the way you want to go, and then yeah. you can adjust them later. So you know, good on them to adjust that. Um, you can, you know, you can still be on your phone, on your Bluetooth and talking on yeah. a Zoom call, but you just can't watch the presentation. Just I feel it. like that should be obvious, but apparently people I, are dumb. I, yeah, yeah, you know, I know you have a self-driving Tesla. It will kill you. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you had the screen in the middle, maybe you could watch it anyway. So I think the two big ones are uh, voting. Vote by mail registration begins. Yes. And which is great. And I, I think expanding voting in Illinois is happening. Uh, we all love this. This is a very positive thing. Um, and then the other thing is the restrictions on semi-automatic weapons. And so 
there's already the the law was passed. It wasn't in effect. It got challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court and upheld. Yes. And so Illinois now has, I think, the most restrictive laws in the country on high capacity magazines. Yes. And, and so now people who own those weapons are compelled to register them. Yeah. And you not know, turn them in, not turn them in. But like we at least need to know, OK, you bought this previously when the, when it was legal to do so. Fine. Now we know you have it. You can't sell it. So it's right. yours. OK, we like we aren't taking it away from you. We haven't aren't coming from your guns, but you can't go and sell it now. Um, and so now we can trace these things. And you I, know, I, if your gun is used in a crime, now we know. I do love the idea that like. People are going to be mad because we won't let you get rid of your guns. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you've got this. I've got this AR-15. Are you going to take it from me? No. Can I get rid of it? Absolutely not. You must keep your AR-15. <laughs> Out of your cold, dead hands, mother There you go. All there right. There you go. Uh, so then, uh, latest on the migrant uh, situation. Um uh, Brandon Johnson's been talking about using COVID-19 relief funds uh, towards this. I think at this point in the pandemic, post-pandemic world, like, you know, we have, if we have that money, let's use it to things that are useful. That seems like something that's useful. And, and we're talking about like $95 million. Yeah. Really trying to find yeah. some kind of housing situation. I continue to be concerned about the organization that they've hired to do the Guard operation up. of these facilities. Yeah. We'll kind of see how that plays out. And, and the um, city council is not happy about this, generally yes. speaking. Yes. Um, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how people in the city council push back about it. Yeah. Um, they've been using CTA buses as shelters for <laughs> some of the migrants, which, hey, it's a warm place and that's good. I don't know about you, but I would not want to make a habit of sleeping on a CTA bus. I have done it before, but only for like a few minutes at a time. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like have that be my overnight Probably place. after a podcast. Probably. Um, one of the things I want to brief, bring up briefly, I was in Colorado for the holidays. Colorado is also having the similar issues with migrants. Um because of uh, Texas busing those people into Colorado. Sure. Now, one of the things I found interesting about Colorado's policies is the people will get there and they will basically say, where would you like to go? We can send you there. And so they're basically sending people elsewhere. Oh, so interesting. That, so they don't have to necessarily deal with them. So if you want to go to Chicago? Cool. We'll bus you to Chicago. And then, you know, huh. now we get them. Um, and, and, I, and I need to be clear. I, I want the people who are being bussed around and all going through all this to be taken care of because that's the system we have like right. i want to be able to like you know like they should be able to get jobs and have worker permits and some of them can and some of them can't yeah. and there are hassles to getting all of that but like we need to make sure that these people have the access to the resources that they need um i've been you know and and uh, the way it's being handled is terrible. Oh, my God. But I don't know how we fix it with the way that our political system's operating right now. You've got Republicans who are like, they shouldn't be here in the first place, and we should just murder them at the border is, is pretty much the sense that I've gotten. Yes. Um, and so they treat them as uh, inhuman, and I would like to treat them as human and do what we can to take care of them and also do what we can to help 
make things better in the countries where people are coming from so that they can stay there because I suspect most of them would like to stay where they grew up and were born rather than having to uh, flee those places, march across thousands of miles of exactly other countries I, like, to get to here. Nobody, nobody wants to... We should all recognize that nobody wants to be forced from the place they grew up. Yeah. It's a <sighs> hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. I mean, like, I, I love living in Chicago. Like, the notion of me moving somewhere else, like, just sounds like I, don't, I would never want to do that. Or being forced and to trying move someplace to be else. In a, and being in that situation where it's like, I literally have to leave here because my family is going to be killed. Persecuted. S- persecuted, whatever. Like, well, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So last thing. Yes. Final thing. Final Chicago thing. Public Schools. Yes. So, you know, for those of you who have listened to the podcast for a long time, you know that I talk about Chicago Public Schools when I can. Um, and there are a couple of things that have come out uh, over the last couple of weeks that are big, big deals. So the first is around the way that the schools of choice and selective enrollment work. So in Chicago... It's kind of a tier system. So you can always go to a school that your neighborhood is uh, affiliated with. Um, and that's going to be typically a K through, uh, K through 8 and then a high school. And then there's a system of lottery and selective enrollment. And lottery schools anybody can apply for. And you just get drawn. You might get to go to one of those schools and that's a certain allotment there. And then there are schools that you have to test into. And there are some rules around the testing that uh, are meant to sort of balance out different socioeconomic factors in people getting into those schools. It's it's not a great system uh, by all accounts, though, you know, Chicago likes to point to the fact, and I... And I frankly like to point to the fact too that you know there are four high schools in chicago that are rated in the top 10 in illinois and a couple that are in the top 20 in the country Um, and they are talking about getting rid of that system and just having everybody go to their neighborhood schools and that's going to mean massive changes in funding and you know the way things are balanced Um, and It's a huge deal to even propose a sea change such as that for folks in Chicago because there are already concerns about people moving out of Chicago. And I'll tell you that you know people who leave Chicago often talk about not knowing what the schools are going to be like, and it's a fair concern. This is not going to solve that problem uh, because I didn't see a lot of planning behind it. It was just saying, okay, well, Every neighborhood school is going to get the same amount of money, and that's going to be it. That means that that means that the schools in wealthier districts will be better off because people will raise funds outside of well, and they already what do. The CPS does. Yes, they exactly. already do exactly. And right now, if you're in a, a selective enrollment school, you get a a bit of a bonus for each student that's there. Yeah, um, just like you get uh, you get Title One funds uh, for the percentage of your students who are uh, lower income. Um, there are so many things that go into the formulas that determine how much each school gets, and it's per pupil, and it's stupid anyway. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the other big thing from the school board has been discussion about 
removing police from the schools. So they're re- sort of resource officers. Um, and, you know, what's interesting about that, and we talked about this before, is the local school councils. The, these are elected bodies of people who uh, really oversee budgets at Chicago public schools, and there's one for every school, have been, you know, sort of talking about removing funding for those resource officers. And it's this progressive... It's a progressive thing that people talk about, but at the same time, it feels like it's not a one-size-fits-all. Some schools need more security, and I don't know that they have, you know, solutions for uh, helping there. Um, So uh, they are planning, though, at this point, CPS and the, the police union are planning for you know, in the next school year, not to have police officers at the school. And that's a huge deal. That was a campaign yeah. promise. Um, you know, again, I, I think generally it's good. I hope that there's a plan for recognizing um, the needs of individual schools because every school yeah. is different. Well, and I think it's like if there are increased security needs for a school, having having somebody who is potentially a police officer there isn't necessarily a problem it is the potential criminalization of children right when they shouldn't be and so there's a balance to be struck there and saying okay hey here's somebody who's here to like break up a fight or make sure things are you know stable but yeah. like that doesn't mean that that a child needs to be uh you know imprisoned and brought into that system you know when maybe there's other options available so yeah uh, I just looked. We still don't have a, a... Like, I'm looking for a list of names, and we don't have a list of names. Um, a list of names and locations, I remain please. confident that Jimmy Kimmel is not on that list. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, I can't confirm. Can't confirm or deny. Yes. All right. But well, if everybody Aaron Rodgers' lawyers reach out to us, he's not on a list. There you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly, guys. <laughs> and still not vaccinated. Still, still not, not vaccinated. vaccinated. All right, y'all. Everybody stay safe. Uh, let's get psyched up for what's going to be a crazy-ass 2024. Yes. Looking forward to the... We should have We should have the Iowa caucus coming up for our next podcast. When is the Iowa caucus? It's like in a few weeks. It's it's Martin Luther King Day, if not mistaken. I think you're right that it is Iowa. It the 15th, right? Is that the 15th, the 22nd? 15th? <laughs> Iowa caucus... Jan named for the Caucasus Mountains. Jan fifteen. Jan fifteen. All right, everybody. So we'll try to sync up before the yeah. caucus. Talk about what might be happening. About how Nikki Haley is going to get her clock cleaned by Trump, probably. Sure, why not? We'll see what happens. She's going to be, do better than you think she's going to do. I think you're wrong. Let's find out. Nice. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you next everybody. time. Support your local brewery. Indeed. Indeed. Cheers. Bye-bye.